Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is almost the last Monday in 2020. We cannot wait. It's Monday, the 21st of December. We're so happy to be here. I am Radio Red, and I have two very, very interesting, very accomplished, very well-traveled, really, really smart, and super, super, super creative ladies on the show with me today. First, I'm going to ask my two guests. We have Randy Rolfe, who was on with me about eight years ago, I think. Randy's back. And Colonel Deb Lewis. Ladies, just say hello to everybody. Hi. Hi, everyone. And Thanks I want the, want the two of you to join me in uh, saying thank you to Josh Randell and happy holidays. Josh is my engineer. Thank you, Josh. Thank, thank you, you Josh. Josh, we're so well behaved. And to my LLL, lovely lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. We're trying to send her to London. Deb is nodding. You must have heard the show before. Yeah, so everybody say happy holidays, LLL. Happy, happy holidays, LLL. There you go. She emails me every Monday to tell me how she enjoyed my guests and she will remember specifics of what each of you said. So just be careful. There you go. (laughs) So I will tell you, these ladies are powerful. I'm I'm absolutely thrilled. I met them both. I've known Randy for years, but I met them both at a recent National Publicity Summit, which is, thank goodness, virtual because I don't like to fly and who does in COVID? And there we go. Let me introduce you to my first guest today, just briefly, and then we'll have her add a little bit of detail. And the first guest is U.S. Army Colonel Deb Lewis, retired. She's a West Point graduate, but as if that wasn't enough of an achievement, she was from the first class of women at West Point. She survived the 9-11 Pentagon attack while she was serving on the Joint Staff Anti-Terrorism Team. This is serious. Of the 19 provinces in Iraq, Colonel Deb was in charge of the two most active regions facing constant attacks. Now think about people who say women can't do it, they can't lead, they can't be under fire, they can't stand the stress. Get over it, kids. We're meeting a real live hero here. Colonel Deb's experiences of leading while under fire inspired her unique, mentally tough women. And we're going to find out if it's good for men, too. I have a feeling there's some. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Program to help women handle more stress. And Deb says, don't get rid of the stress. Don't de-stress. Put it to work for you. And I'll share some stories about my life, my experiences with that. She retired after a 34-year military career. Her website is mentallytoughwomen.com. And she says, use people's stress to your advantage. Deb Lewis, why don't you spend a couple minutes adding to that very brief bio? And I'm very honored that you're here, Deb. Welcome. Well, it it takes one to know one, Ren, (laughs) because you, you certainly embody a lot of that. I just had people yelling at me. I also, we, we don't have in there, I probably had 10,000 people yell at me and scream at me. (laughs) And that makes you tougher too, because I mean, it started pretty much at West Point, although there were a handful more. But I think that early on, I figured out that you have to do something differently or it'll destroy you. And um, so when I look at situations, just like we have anytime, things are tough and you're going to face tough times. You have to be able to deal with that. So I had the honor of being on that wave resting on the shoulders of many, many women. There have been some wonderful historical documentaries that talk about the women that went before me in the military and what they had to go through. And you're right, they didn't think we could do anything. 
And when I graduated they, from West Point, they still didn't think we could do anything. And then years later, all my lessons, everything I learned paid off big time in combat. And now I'm doing it to help people, other people to, to understand what that takes. Just like you, I think if you did a class on how do you do 40 shows, create 40 shows and manage those all at the same time, you might say that you handle a lot of stress, but stress is something I embrace and I see how it can help us accomplish so much more. If there are issues in the world, we must be able to get this right. You are very kind and you're very wise, Deb. And I'm just going to, before I have introduce Randy again, I'm just going to share a story with you. I started doing stand-up comedy many years ago. I dared myself to take a class from the Steve Rosenfeld School American Comedy Institute in Manhattan. I was living on Long Island. And um, they told us, don't medicate your fears. Use them. Be in the moment when you get on that stage. And I debuted at Caroline's Comedy Club, the famous one, New York City, 54. I think the David Letterman show used to be broadcast from there. They had all kinds of workout rooms there for, for different groups and, and improv and comedy. And we used to practice there. And I got on that stage. You had to invite your family and friends to pay a real ticket price to get into Car This was the real deal. There were, I think, a couple hundred people in the audience. No and there I was all, I was about 97 pounds in those days. I think that's my left hand and my right finger right now. No, I'm only kidding. And uh, it was it was scary and, and trembling and, and almost sickening. And I just harnessed the energy. Deb, talk about stress, talk about fear, talk about what the hell did I just put myself through? And it was wonderful. And my piano teacher, when I was a little girl, used to tell me, when you went to the recitals, no matter how nervous you are, harness that, make it work for you. Let it make you better. Let it make you. Is that part of your, your activity of your approach, Deb? Yeah, absolutely. And so few people actually have those experiences, especially women. I mean, the biggest fear right now is just getting in front of a group like we are here talking. People fear that sometimes more than death. And it's, it's when you understand that being sick to your stomach <laughs> can be a good thing because it's going to, that uncomfortable is going to launch you to another level and strengthen you for whatever comes ahead. I mean, yes. And, and you, when you talked about that, it's like, yes, see, you know, I think in your interviews, we don't get to interview you as much. And I think that those kind of stories are exactly what people need to hear because you're so accomplished and confident and you and you've done these shows and you do 40 shows and Randy too she's going to she's going to be talking about the you know going in with families and things i think family is a whole nother level of challenge <laughs> absolutely thank you deb did my agent hire you to say nice things oh i don't have an agent okay we'll leave that one alone thank you colonel am i calling you colonel deb or deb lewis who do you want to be you can call me deb you Just sure? Deb or Colonel. Yeah, people okay. call me Colonel Deb or Deb, but it's fine. I, th I think I'm going to stick with Colonel Deb. I like to acknowledge. <laughs> so thank you. Randy Rolf, such a pleasure. I saw you at the summit. I said, I know you, lady. You were on my show years ago, and you're an expert, a specialist in the four temperaments. Some people know them as the four humors. But however, talk about powerful, talk about creative, talk about energy, talk about embracing the world and just grabbing it by the you know what's. Randy Wolf is a retired lawyer. She's a founder of the Institute for Creative Solutions. She's a family therapist, and that's what Deb mentioned. She's a nutrition educator. I mentioned she's a lawyer. She's a theologian. She's a world traveler. She's a mentor to home 
home-based entrepreneurs, and she's the author of at least four best-selling books. She's probably writing one while she's on the show with me right now, and it probably just made the bestseller list. I know that. And the book we're going to be talking about today, which we did years ago, fascinating, and she's a world world expert on this, is The Four Temperaments, A Rediscovery of the Ancient Way of Understanding Character and Health. And we're going to talk about how food, Deb, you're going to enjoy this, the foods you like say something about how you respond under stress. Now, I want you two ladies to know that I don't pick guests who have similar topics. Randy knows this from years ago. I pick people who have absolutely nothing to do with each other, no overlap, and we find those common threads. And that's what makes it so exciting. So I've got a show coming up in two weeks where the two people on the show are going to say, what the hell am I doing on radio with her? And, and we will figure out why. So anyway, thank you very much. Randy, fill in the blanks, please. So lovely to see you and talk to me. What have you been up to? Well, it's such a pleasure. And to know that you're still sharing so many wonderful things with so many people and <laughs> so many different fields. It's very exciting. Um, what, what you mentioned about being afraid to speak in public. Uh, in, in I was giving a book report in 10th grade. I had to sit down because I couldn't remember what the book was. And then I was reciting a poem and then I had to sit down. And even in law school, my very first uh, public brief was um, my partner finished my part of the oral part. I was so <laughs> petrified of public speaking. But when I had a baby and people were asking me, you know, they were having trouble with breastfeeding. I wasn't. So they'd ask me, ask me. And I said, well, let's go to a meeting where they where they help people this way. I had no problem talking at all about something I was truly passionate about. Hmm. So I'm like, that's the answer. You know, if you know you want to do something and it's it's all about growth and what you said so good is so good, Deb, this stress is about growth. I mean, stress gets us out of our comfort zone, right? We have yep. to do something. So it, it makes us grow. And I grew up in a home, uh, a very privileged home, but both parents were alcoholics. So I had to grow up fast and I really wanted to know how do you fix these kinds of things? How do you avoid these kinds of things? And there were loving, wonderful parents, but they were always fighting and drinking. And um, so I became a lawyer. I thought I would uh, save the world by becoming a diplomat and an ambassador. And then I met my husband and I started studying sociology and um, I thought, well, I'll go learn about the power structure. So I, I joined a, a big law firm, first woman they'd hired. Um, this was back in 72. And uh, then I, I quit after three years. It was like my advanced degree in corporate um, government and um, decided to teach parenting. And I've been doing that ever since. I taught myself nutrition and then got certified. So I've written eight books now on parenting and natural health. And um, <laughs> the, the four temperaments came to me from my nutrition course. And I put it together with my Shakespearean knowledge and wrote the book on it. So that's, that's my story. Randy, you have always amazed me. And I was I was half teasing when I said, Deb, I said, Randy's probably writing another book right now and getting it published while we're speaking. Well, I, I think that was probably your eighth book, Randy. Randy, 
you know, we used to think, and I don't think either one of you were old enough to know, but there was a song called 16 Tons and What Do You Get? It was by Tennessee Ernie Ford. And the line was 16 tons, 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. Say, Peter, don't you call me because I won't go. I owe my soul. I'm off key to the company store. This was the company man days, Deb. When, when somebody, you took a job, right? And you stayed with it. And you hope that you got more pay and maybe you went up the ladder or on the other side of wherever you're supposed to do to get some some more achievement and esteem. And you didn't dare leave. It was a a life and a what did you do in a lifetime? And here we've got both of you. Look at all you're doing. Deb, uh, Deb, we didn't even get to what you and your husband did cross country. We'll get to that in a second. And I find it interesting that we're in this mode and Randy, you embody this where, Oh, I think I'll learn nutrition. Oh, I think I'll be a Shakespearean expert. Oh, I think I'll be the world-class person on the four temperaments of four humans. Oh, I think I'll counsel families. Oh, I think I'll get a law degree. Did you ever look in the mirror and say, why did you sit still and stay in law? Did you ever think that? Did you think, thank goodness I'm learning and growing all the time. Randy, what did you say to yourself during all of these, these growth spurts? Well, um, I always wanted to be a Renaissance woman that would know something about all the disciplines to bring them together to find out how people could be happy. And that's where I started. Everybody deserves to be happy. So let's look at all parts, you know, the authorities in their world from the law and um, their nutrition, their relationship with nature and theologies, their relation with spirit. And so I looked at had as many different aspects as I could. And, and I've got, uh, you know, I have read a lot of books. <laughs> you mentioned that earlier. <laughs> yes. I have a huge library and I love it because, um, you know, you have, you have people that are um, a, a thousand years ago that you can learn from. And then you have people from yesterday and you folks right here. So it's always about learning, but it's always about sharing what you learn. And I've had a very happy life and I know why. And it, it starts inside. It's not mm-hmm. about, you know, all the right things happen to me, which I have been blessed for sure. But I know moment to moment how to create happiness, be taking care of myself and so on. Thank you, Randy. Deb, before we get to the national holidays and the famous birthdays, there are quite a few. I would like you to tell us a little bit about and, and you know, you both know the subtitle of my show is Cool Conversations with Creatives. And in addition to being women of great accomplishment, I consider you both creative in your approach to life, in your approach to, Deb, I'm I'm in Iraq and I'm leading troops and I'm under fire, I'm under attack, I'm one of the few women who can do this. I think I'll go back and create a course on toughness. And I think my husband and I will, will join this year-long trek across the country for the good. Deb, I want you to tell us your creativity, to me, you, you don't think of post-military as doing things like that. At least I don't. And so you're opening my eyes. Deb, tell us a little bit about how you decided to create the Mentally Tough Women course. And let's hear about you in the in the SUV, the RV, and your husband on the bike. Got to hear about that. Okay. Um, wonderful. Yes. I think that every, I'm someone who approached every job as a steep learning curve and I'm more experiential. I'm being engineering. I don't like to read the instructions. <laughs> <laughs> I like to look at it and have it intuitive and then work on it and say, why isn't that? And then use something for an entirely different purpose that people would often scratch their heads. Why are you doing that? Because it works. 
and they hadn't thought about it. So as I started to go off and, and do things after the military, most military people and pretty much anyone who's been in a job for a long time, it can be a huge transition. We have to transition out. Military is for young people. So you have to transition out at some point. And I gave myself an affirmation. I want to have a greater impact out of the military than I did in the military. And I thought I had a pretty considerable one in the military. And my husband, uh, I know you did Jenny and Scott last week, but mm -hmm. our, our meeting was, I basically said, I'm never going out with another military guy, definitely not a West Pointer and certainly not a classmate. And it turned out my husband was all three of those uh, when I met him. <laughs> and, uh, and then I found that he was a wonderful guy. And, and if you had talked to him, he was on a pretty high speed track and I was going off to command. So he ended up having to, um, he was going to go to Hawaii again. He's part Hawaiian <laughs> and I couldn't. And he decided to get out of the military and go to law school. He, he told me he wanted to go to law school. And so I said, that's awesome. What he didn't know is my parents had been beating me up all the time saying, why don't you go to law school? Why don't you go to law school? I have no desire to go to law school. He went and I was cheering him. Well, when we, when I finished up in the military a year before, he truly had an inspiration that he wanted to do something for our veterans and military. He had just bought a bike since high school. You can imagine that. He'd mm -hmm. had it less than two weeks. And he looked at Mount Rainier. We were living at Fort Lewis at the time. Funny, huh? With my last name, <laughs> uh, Fort Lewis. And he had this inspiration. And by the time the moment was done, he was going to ride a bicycle to all 50 states for veterans. And he had maybe ridden the bike 15 miles at most. <laughs> so this was this is what I want people to understand and your audience to understand is we place limits on ourselves. It's not because we can't do it. It's because we can, we can do it. Now, for me, all I wanted, I have a very bad back from the military. I wanted a bed every night. So what's this thing called an RV? <laughs> and I didn't watch the RV movie until later with Robin Williams. But I learned that I, almost every one of those things happened to me. And <laughs> but always for a good reason. So we went on this trek and we ended up, he ended up cycling 18,067 miles through all 50 states. And I drove our RV 26,000 miles. And on this remote places, Alaska and Hawaii, we had uh, rental vehicles. But it was quite, I mean, every, we're doing, we're recapping it with a podcast going through every week of what happened. Now, for me, it's a little depressing up front. I have to, I have to be honest, wow. even though you know how to take on a lot of stress <laughs> when, when I couldn't get to him each day because of all the tasks, I did everything else, the food, the, you know, everything with the RV maintaining it. And uh, anyway, so uh, that just became a new experience. And, but we ended up in our dream home in Hawaii. I mean, that's, we asked a question. Part of life is asking better questions. And we asked, where's the ideal place for us to live? So by the end of that journey, it was just like, it was meant to be magic. It just happened. And this house presented itself. And now we've been living here the longest ever, eight years. And, and from that point on, I wanted to write and help women deal with all the trash that I'd had to deal with, you know, going through mm. the military and say, you know what? Yeah, it is kind of rough. But, but it's also amazing and you get these deep relationships and you can find more about yourself. So it's exciting to learn it. 
And I just felt that people had never understood how to handle stress and ways to handle more. Because I think we're having a health crisis because everybody's being told to de-stress. Well, you're not, I know Randy knows you're not going to get rid of your kids. I mean, some people might say, I want to get rid of my kids, but. Or their spouses. (laughs) Or their spouses or, you know, family members, like I said, a whole other level of difficulty. But what if you could handle it? And even though they did something Mm -hmm. that used to irritate you, how can you change that around and make it maybe the best moment that you'll treasure always? We have that power within us to choose. And I want people to choose stress as their superpower because it will truly, as it has done for me, push you and and fuel your success. Thank you, Deb. Fascinating. And uh, please accept my appreciation for your service. Thank you and for the question. convey that to your husband as well. I will. I so, will. so very important. You're brave. You're, you're not just courageous, you're brave. And I can't even imagine. I w- wouldn't even begin to imagine. But I would look forward to the podcast series of your, your journey with your husband. What's your husband's name? Doug Adams. Well, tell Doug Adams we send a shout out and a thank you to him as well for his service. And ladies, before I cry, now when I'm on family calls, Zoom calls, and and even in in the old days when we could get together in person, my kids are in different states. Uh, my son used to say, mom will be in the room for three minutes. Oh, she didn't cry yet. Something, oh, she didn't cry yet. So, but I, I'm going to cry if I stay on talking about this much longer. So since it's my show, I have to stay on. So ladies, let's, I, I wish I, I wish I had Josh give us some music, some crazy music to go into the next segment of the show. I really did want to get to know both of you and introduce you first. So let's talk turkey here. It's December 21st. That is the 355th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. Deb and Randy say thank you, Greggy. Thank you, Greggy. His mother probably called him Gregory. I don't know, but Gregory, I don't know, but we thank him. However, it's a leap year. Yes, it's 2020. Barbara Walters, earworm, never got over that one. It's the 356th day of the year. There are, put your seatbelts on, breaking news, 10 days left to 2020. OMG, can't it hurry up, please? This is the 51st Monday in the year. It happens to also be officially the shortest day of the year. I don't know what climate change has done to that. And it's the first day of winter. Welcome winter. I'm in Durham, North Carolina. I thought I was moving to the warm south. Not why I moved here, but I thought that was a perk. And uh, we're running about 26 degrees here at night. I have a portable greenhouse on my porch and I have a little heater inside of it. Well, it's, a, it's one of those uh, like a tent with a, a, a PVC and you connect it together and it's seven feet tall and six by six. So I've got three rows of, of plants on each side. I'm growing coleus and Christmas cactuses and oh, plants are thriving. It's beautiful, but I have to put the heater on. So I have a remote clicker because I don't want to go out in the cold. I'm a New Yorker. We don't got, yes, we do. I have a, I was the only one in the supermarket wearing a heavy coat on Saturday. I swear it was 44 degrees out. And Deb, there was a woman with a sleeveless dress shopping at Harris Teeter. And Randy, there was another woman I saw in shorts. (laughs) <laughs> 44 degrees and I'm in a coat and tights and a dress. I just had my drum lesson and a sweater and I got a big heavy purse. I put in the cart and I finally said, I'm too embarrassed to keep the coat on. The supermarket's not that cold. So I took the coat off and I plunked it in the cart and made sure I didn't spill anything on it. Anyway, amazing. So let's do the famous, not famous national holidays. I think you're going to enjoy these. So today, oh, I have a treat for both of you. It's National Coquito Day. Coquito is a Puerto Rico holiday drink. So if you don't have one in front of you, Deb and Randy, you're going to go look up the recipe and make one after the show. So here's the National Coquito Day. Now it's also 
for those of you intellectual people, like I used to be, it's National Crossword Puzzle Day. What do you think of that? Okay, I remember those days. It's also uh, this day, next day, also today was created for me. It's National Short Girl Appreciation Day. I swear to God. I told you, Deb, I don't know who makes these up, but whoever was, thank you. How tall are you, Deb? Can I ask? Five, five. Really? Well, I'm a lot shorter than that. Randy, how about you? Five, four. I used to be five, one and a half. I don't know anymore. We'll just, we'll just leave it there and no high heels since I'm working from home. Tomorrow, the 22nd is National Mathematics Day. I was, right. I think I was sort of a math major back in the day. I was a computer program. I'm an early woman in tech. Did you both know that? I was coding in COBOL on a Xerox Sigma 6 CP5 back in the 1970s. And yes, and keep punching. Yes, that goes back. It's National Cookie Exchange Day tomorrow. And it's this, you won't believe this. It's National Short Person Day, not just short girl. It's short person day. So if you know a short person, I think we... We all qualify. We're, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Okay. The 23rd National Festivus. It's just Festivus. I think we all remember from Seinfeld. It's National Christmas Movie Marathon Day on the 23rd. I'm not sure why. It's the 23rd. Do you get that, Deb? Does that make any sense to you? Yeah. You'll just keep watching all the way until the <laughs> There you go. Randy, are you a, a fan of It's a Wonderful Life, or do you still watch it, or the Christmas log? And it happened on Fifth Street is also one of my very favorites. They're showing it a lot these days, but I feel like we rediscovered it. It's it's just adorable. Very nice. And the 24th, of course, is Christmas Eve. The 25th is Christmas Day. I had my Hanukkah celebration last week and the week before. My menorah is electric this year and it's all lighted, so I get to keep the lights up. The 26th, the day after, not only what we used to call Black Friday, it's now Boxing Day. That's UK Gift Returns Day. Okay, you can give them back. Kwanzaa. It's Candy Cane Day, if you didn't need them all up. And it's Thank You Note Day. Deb, do you have any thank you notes you're planning to write on, on the 26th? Yes, but I have to confess, I've done a lot of more electronically. <laughs> I think I think we'll give I you a pass. I love the video or... ones, the smash-ups and things with them. So, Oh, is there yeah. a website you use for those? I haven't yes, seen those. Yes, American Greeting Cards. Yes, they'll have yeah. like, depending, Donny Osmond and Michael Bolton and uh, Dolly Parton. Yeah. Very cool. I'll have to take a look. Uh, the 27th is National Fruitcake Day. I think it's referring to a dessert. Ooh, yummy. Just a dessert. We'll leave <laughs> that one alone. The world's best fruitcake. It's an old Williamsburg, Virginia recipe from the governor's house. And I've been making it ever since I lived in Richmond back in the uh, early uh, 70s. And it's delicious. And people are always surprised because I make it with organic fruit and organic. Really? Organic Does it have bourbon oh. in it or anything oh, really yeah. strong? Oh, yeah. Please, please be my best friend, Randy. Please. Yeah, she, she's going to. 10 fruit cakes. I already bought okay, 10 so fruit many cakes. People, like, Randy's have- going to send us the recipe, Deb. Don't worry. She knows <laughs> I was going to ask. So, yes, of course. And that December 28th, I'll just have two more. I'm doing a, a couple of days in advance of next week's show. National Call of friend day that's probably is very helpful this year or maybe zoom a friend day it's national chocolate candy day and it's national download day now if you don't want to gain any weight and have any calories download the chocolate candy and just look at it i think we can put that together the 29th is national still need to do day (laughs) i still need to do 
like the present you didn't get or the call you didn't make or the thank you you didn't write. And the 30th is National Bacon Day. We're just going to leave that alone. That takes me almost up to New Year's Eve. So now we're going to do some famous birthdays, whether you like it or not. Today is Phil Donahue's birthday. Yay, Phil Donahue. He's still married to Marlo Thomas, I think, right? I think so, Everybody remembers Danny Thomas's daughter, and she yes. grew up as the daughter of the very famous comedian TV star Danny Thomas, and she represents St. Jude's, the Children's Hospital, and she's still doing the ads on TV. Jane Fondo was born today. How about that? Woman of controversy and mystery, and now she let her hair go white, and everybody's debating whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. I think she's still stunning. I wish they'd do more episodes of Frankie and Grace. Oh, I love that. Yes. That have you seen cool. that, Deb? I have not. It's interesting. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Randy, do you devour those like one season and two nights? Yes. I keep asking my husband, is that up yet? The next, uh, but it's bingeable. Uh, you said we already watched the last. Oh, yeah. Season. Like the Miss Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I think I went through a whole season in, in three nights. It's yeah. so it's so good. It's like watching a movie, except you get to stop every 30 minutes and go do something and come back. OK, Frank Zappa, who did pass away in 1993, but I thought he was worthy of mention. Singer, songwriter, guitarist and producer Carl Wilson. Anybody remember who Carl Wilson was? I remember bringing him back for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. What group was he with? Pop quiz? Music quiz? Carl Wilson? He was. Little old lady from Pasadena. The Beach Boys. That's right. He was the co-founder of the Beach Boys. He left us 22 years ago. Samuel L. Jackson, alive and well, born today in 1948. Jeffrey Katzenberg, who co-founded DreamWorks Animation. There's a company, okay. Chrissy Everett, we all know who she is, tennis player and coach. Ray Romano, another funny guy born today. Happy birthday, Ray Romano, actor, producer. and They're all producers and screenwriters. I don't know what they're producing and screenwriting, but they're not just actors anymore. Andy Dick, also a comedian, actor, producer, and screenwriter. There you go. He's had many TV shows. Kiefer Sutherland was born today in 1966. Happy birthday, Kiefer. And Monsieur Emmanuel Macron, the president of France, was born today. And I think he's isolating with yep. COVID. Yes. Yep. So those are our famous birthdays. And now let's talk about creativity. So, Deb, let's get a little bit into your Mentally Tough Women course. Uh, I went on your website and looked at I love the way it's written, the preamble to the class. You say, use people's stress to your advantage. You're walking toward a goal, and all of a sudden, poof, someone stands between you and achieving your goal. You feel anxious and unsure. Unsure, that's people's stress. I'm not going to sit here and read, but I love the way this was written. Deb, let's talk about your creativity, your creative approach to stress. Why don't you do a, a, a brief deep dive for us so my listeners can understand a little more. Go ahead. I'm going to use a little training aid that we can talk to the people, but I have a, a little children's book. It's called Why is Pono Not Pono Today? And this was one of the starting things that I did because I, I was using these cartoons to teach university um, students about anger. And then I had a very wise person who's now the mayor of our county, Hawaii County, say that nobody believes they're angry, but they will say they're stressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Especially women, right, Deb? Yes. Women, we can't yes. say you're People might accuse you of being angry. I'm stressed. No, you're angry. I'm just stressed. Go ahead, Deb. <laughs> and being in Hawaii, we have lovely words here. Aloha. Everybody knows aloha, aloha spirit. Everything's wonderful about that. So if you can think of that as the topmost 
desires of where you want people to be. Then you have the word Pono, which is can be a proper name like the bull I have. Who's if for those who don't know it, it's an angry bull on the cover. Looks mm-hmm. very angry, although he'd tell you he's distressed out. <laughs> and then um, Pono is like your temperature. How are you? How is your environment? Are are you okay? And if you're Pono, then things are going well. If your environment's Pono, then you're nurturing and being your best. If it's not, then you need to do something. And then that's the third word called Kuliana. So these words I found play very well into how we as people react to things. The Kuliana, I think we all have that urge from what you say. Kuliana is responsibility, but it's not responsibility in an enforcement way. It's a creative way. You Kuliana is how do you get someone back to Pono? And in the book, she does a very clever thing with him. But the idea is, is how can you help people be at their best when they're at their worst? (laughs) And how can you believe in and speak to their best when they're at their worst? And if you can stay disciplined and strong and courageous, because they will yell at you, as I found out many times, (laughs) um, is that I found out that most people will give in to what is common and what is our, like I say, our default is not our fault. We've been taught that stress is bad and that we quickly go into when someone's angry with us, we quickly go into our survival mode thinking. Mm-hmm. Well, we, and then that limits our choices. You know, you're either going to fight, flight or shut down. And, and we have a crisis in the, in the whole nation about in the world, people shutting down when they have the least amount of stress happen to them. And they stop engaging with people. And I know Randy knows this, and I know you know this, is mm-hmm. that it, it takes work to engage people, yes. but you can do it through the questions that you have. And so what I've been able to do now is I've created, I took a coaching class on how to do coaching (laughs) and um, it's a wonderful thing. And I have a course now, Get Mentally Tough, where people can come in and I have videos and I do the reverse classroom where you teach them some things offline and then they come on and we talk about it like you do with your show. And I have another program where I just rolled out the uh, Pono book to a school. I, I had a donor who said that I'll support you with the books for the kids. And I trained up the teachers because the book has many layers. When you want to be mentally tough, it looks easy, but it's not easy. It goes against our our default reactions. And you have to be very patient and very supportive and loving. I love what Randy's going to talk about where she says you can postpone anything but love. You know, but nobody told me that love is an extreme sport. (laughs) I think we've learned that along the way. Most of us have. Deb, I have a thank you for that. Deb, I have a question for you. Is your course, are your courses applicable to men as well? Absolutely. I do have condition for men. The men have to be willing to be in a room with women and let them be themselves and be supportive of the women. Interesting. That's the the only, and you know what? There are men who never get the credit because I wouldn't be where I am today if there weren't these wonderful men who were supporting us and teaming with us and understanding that unless we work together, we're never going to accomplish what we need to do. And when you divide people up, you, 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 it's, you're going to fall. You're not going to get as far as you need to. So men, I love men. (laughs) But I do say that I attract the men who love women and truly honor and respect women, you know, let them and understand our nuances. Um, And and those who have that kind of patience, 
they they do get attracted to doing this stuff. They're not afraid to come to a meet room full of women. Those are the men I love. They're they're courageous. They'll come and they'll and I thank them every time. I say thank you for joining us. You're so brave to be with all of us. <laughs> Deb, I have a question. This goes back to the old. If a woman asserts herself, speaks her mind, especially in business, especially in leadership roles in companies, and maybe in the military, you know more than I do. Mm-hmm. She's considered the B word. Look at that. She's on the, you know what, uh, got something coming out of her ears. And I wish the so-and-so would go home and wash dishes. I'm this very old fashioned comments I'm making. I know go way back, but maybe not that far back. Not and it. the idea that when a woman expresses herself and, and takes charge and is confident, people don't want to be around you. People don't like you. They don't, they don't want you there. They feel threatened or annoyed. Oh yeah, there's a big, well, you should think she knows. How do you teach women briefly, Deb, to get past that persona, that icon, the iconography, you will, or representing a woman who's strong is somebody, nobody wants to be around because she's bitch. I said it. Okay. How do you, how do you teach women to get past that so they can be effective? Really, the start is, is to be confident in yourself and that when those situations happen around you is I have even the pause. I have a thing called the pause. (laughs) You're basically going to pause. You're going to take a deep breath and you're going to be your best. You're not going to be drawn into that. It's just like the survival mode. You can easily, Mm -hmm. it's the easy thing is to get drawn into the attack and then feel your self-worth is lowered. It is never about you when people talk that way. It's because they are not strong and you have to lead the way. You have to be the light. You have to not be ruffled by it because I found people, the the grumpiest person, when you treat them fully with respect and don't get drawn into that, Mm -hmm. you find they have the nuggets in them. They have the key to your success and if you dismiss them because they don't present themselves or you are low or you know doesn't meet your expectations, you're going to miss out on a huge opportunity. Again, it takes a lot of skill, it yep. takes a lot of courage and tremendous discipline because you really do want to choke them. I know <laughs> you want to choke them. Thank you. Reality and, check. Thank you, Tim. And and I one time to a gentleman who said something to that effect, he said, I don't want you to be the executive officer. That would be number two of my command because I already have a woman in a senior leadership position. That would be two women in senior leadership positions in my organization. I had to learn this, remember this. So my response was, sir, would you like me to punch you here or would you like to go outside? <laughs> that was Whoa. before I really under, I was joking, but it, but it made everybody laugh and it of brought course. attention Yes. And the bottom line is I never had to work for that man, which yay, because the (laughs) next guy that came in was wonderful. I loved working for my boss who who took over after him. And then I came in and two of our people are general officers now who worked for me uh, or worked with me. Um, So, you know, you can be great in the midst of chaos and trouble. And it's just, you have to be true to you are, not to be drawn into any of the stuff. Just be your best and pretend that they're responding the way you want. (laughs) Just pave the way, pave the way. Just keep moving. Just keep going. Just keep staying true. Always be Be your your best. best. Thank you. And you know what? Interestingly enough, stress is a word that pops up in the following quiz we're going to get from Randy Rolfe, because we're going to talk about how you can figure out your temperament from your 
food favorites. That's one of the captions I put on the title of the show. Randy, take over. Let's talk about sweets. So let's talk about steak and fries and yogurt with fruit and spicy, fatty, creamy foods. I'm a chocolate person just for this. Yep, there. Go ahead. Go ahead, Randy. Those are um, the favorite foods of the basic four types that were used in ancient Greece to diagnose people and by Shakespeare to develop his characters. Uh, but we now, now, and I studied this, this with one of the leading researchers on this, um, that nutritionally, those are the foods that stimulate certain hormones. And we think of a adrenaline as, as a stress hormone, which it certainly is, but different people rely on other hormones as well to get them through stress. And the people who like the, the creamy and spicy foods, well, guess what? Those are aphrodisiacs. And those happen to be Ooh. the people who are stimulated through their gonads, their sex glands are what they look to. And so they can they can stay up all night, they get a whole lot of done of work done if they stay up all night working. And I've done that, I've written books late yo, at night. Yo. And, uh, <laughs> and I love those foods. And, um, they, and their creativity is all about communication. And, you know, remember me, having to be sitting down because I couldn't communicate. But when I got passionate about stuff, yeah, that's all I want to do is teach. And with the people who like the coffee and the chocolate and the, the uh, donuts, they go for the sugar and the sugar stimulates the thyroid gland, which puts you, gives you a high right away because that insulin pushes the sugar right into the cells and you get a burst of energy. But then two hours later, your energy drops. And I noticed that when my first job was actually at a TV station in Richmond, Virginia, before I went to law school. And I noticed everybody, every two hours, they get up and go for a sweetened coffee or a chocolate bar out of the machine. Mm -hmm. Or I'm like, wait a minute. And uh, they were putting on weight as well. And so those people are very creative. They're vivacious. They can be the life of the party, but they very easily get depressed and withdrawn. And their creativity is they're so good at details. They, they don't miss anything. Um, they're usually artists or uh, mathematicians, uh, engineers. They, they're great at detail and numbers. And then... Um, you mentioned the uh, people who like the milk. They mm -hmm. use the pituitary gland to the growth hormone uh, pituitary gland. And they are attracted to milk from day one because especially cow's milk is very high in pituitary because mm -hmm. a young calf has to be able to run with the herd in three months. Mm -hmm. But it's too much for humans. <laughs> Better to drink goat, goat's milk. But that's a whole other story. But um, they tend to go with the, with the uh, cheese, the mild cheese. They, they're not big on meals at all. They don't like eggs. They don't like meat. Um, they like fruits and milk. Milk, uh, uh, any kind of milk products, ice cream for instance. And when they lose weight, they try to lose it on cottage cheese, but it, it uh, does too much with their pituitary and they give it up very quickly or they get depressed. And when they're under stress, they, they can be like children. They'll be uh, rebellious and petulant. Uh, and their creativity is all about mastery. They will stick with something until they get it like a kid, just mm -hmm. 
stick with it until they can get it. And uh, they're proud of um, family and very loyal people. Uh, you can count on them for almost anything. And um, then the, the last group is the meat and potatoes people. They like meat and salt, and that does stimulate the adrenal glands. So they can, they can just power through all day, but they often uh, go to sleep early. They, uh, they shut down early, but they get started in the morning. And if they have a big breakfast, they'll go all day and uh, eat too much usually, but they lose weight very quick because they're very focused and um, they're, they're great leaders. Their creativity is in creating a vision and attracting people to them. So that's just the four types and, and you can read them in Hamlet or, or you can uh, see them in the best movies uh, like the, the Beatles, any group of four, they're playing those four roles. It's really fascinating. Interesting. Would Deb Lewis, Colonel Deb, would you allow Randy to ask you a couple of questions about your favorite foods and see if we can, we can, uh, I'm not absolutely. Gonna, not, I, I have I, a I feeling have an idea where I'm leaning, but I, I, uh, I would be very fascinated. And, and first question, before we do that, Randy, is it possible to have multiple sides to your persona be multiple temperance? Cause I love milk, but I don't eat red meat anymore. I'm not a steak and fries gal and I'm a chocolate sugar person and I love ice cream. So well, it's, it's interesting that, you know, American diet has focused on concentrating these foods mm -hmm. and like, like a pizza appeals to everybody, but for completely different reasons, you know, I like a pepperoni on it. Mm -hmm. Somebody else likes a good squishy crust and somebody else likes the cheese and, uh, you know, so on. <laughs> so it's, it's, um, so if you look at the fast foods in America, they usually appeal to, to everybody. And as far as um, you do have one dominant okay. that, that you start with when you're a child, but most people, if they don't eat right for their type to balance it, they will end up in the sugar category, uh, okay. which a lot I, I of Americans have because it, they get on this roller coaster with the thyroid instead of really nourishing their whole balanced system. Thank you. Trying to be balanced. I gave up years ago. Deb Lewis, do you think you know where you fit as far as you want to share some food faves with Randy and see if we can figure it out for you? Gosh, um, I definitely do like the sugar. Not all the time. I don't, I don't like, I like pies more, you know, the things that are, that are sweet, but I do have a small amount of chocolate. I mean, I know if I go several days without chocolate, I got to have chocolate. Mm -hmm. Maybe, Maybe that's wrong. Dark chocolate, right? <laughs> Dark, I do like dark chocolate, but dark, I like yes. white chocolate only today to learn that it's really not chocolate. <laughs> it's very <laughs> sweet. Yes, yes, I don't believe in white chocolate <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, cheeses, I I love fruits. I love, um, yeah, I did love breads and things, but I have decided as I've been aging. Um, you the, have? The breads are not <laughs> very helpful. He lies. Um, She's car. not aging. None but, of us are aging. We're just but, getting better. Go ahead, Deb. I'm getting better. But the carbs <laughs> and things I've been laying off of, but I could tell you, I would be a, I would be a bread foodie um, all day for warm, lovely bread. Ooh, um, ooh, ooh, you know, all with lots of butter on it. Cheesecake like factory bread basket. Do you go nuts with that? I used to like, I, I had too many cheesecakes when I was at West Point and I was on the writing team. And we, <laughs> okay. used, we used to go to all the diners in the Northeast. 
and everyone I had to have <clears throat> cheesecakes. So I finally, yeah, that's um, not as much anymore, but the pies are definitely. So I don't know if that helps at all, but um, yeah, I try to have pretty basic foods. And then in the evening, I will try to mix a food, a, a you know, vegetable, a salad. I do love salads. I was going to ask you if you liked, loved salads. I do, yeah. but I like little sweets in it, like cranberries. And, uh-huh. um, yes. Other things like even the kale and yeah, those kinds of so, things. So Randy, what do you think? Well, I, I think you're, you're uh, what we call the creative, uh, the uh, melancholic that you, you like time by yourself from time to time. And I'm always late night. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Late night is when I hit my stride. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, so so what? And there's physiological uh, effects as well. And I I see you're very balanced. So you know the the prettiest women are usually very balanced, like both of you guys. So it's harder to just <laughs> look at you and say, oh, I can tell you're. Uh, Thank you. Diet on <laughs> Thank the you, sweetheart. We'll go with you anywhere. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> yeah, we'll go. Pre- pre- pretty women. Remember the Barbara Streisand song? Oh, yeah. It was about pretty women. Da 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 da. Yes, ladies but, uh, I do think you know you're a detailed person. I, I remember that that you did a lot with um, building stuff when you were in the army. Engineer, you you yeah. supervised major projects with lots of detail. And so I, I think that that you're in that that creative uh, mold where you 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 could destroy yourself on carbohydrates, but you know better because you got the brains as well, <laughs> and uh, you do have the oval face, which is typical for that um, type, and the T that's for thyroid. No. <laughs> what what would her her type in the four temperaments be randy would she be uh the i know the, the mel- four melancholic it would be the melancholic being a creative leader but also needing time to herself and to the the danger zone is too much sugar and carbs which she's already taken care of um so and but um they usually have very very good big smiles and uh oval face and uh they can put on a lot of weight if they do the carbs and they can get very moody if they're doing the carbs. But if they know, if they figure out that that's not the way to go, then they can really be at their best. And she's always talks about, you know, being at your best. So you want to show up as your best. And so the best thing for, for that type is to have a have protein at every meal a good protein in the in morning and especially because you kind of set your hormone Deb's taking uh, thermostat in the morning. I so. am. Deb, do you agree with what Randy said? Yes. And I do. I have like a hard boiled egg in the morning and Oh, and, bless you. Uh, yeah. Great. Yep. Those kind of things just to make sure. Yes. That you get it because, mm-hmm. but I do save all my carbs for, for desserts. <laughs> Yes. So you, you, dessert you, is anytime. Randy, do you quickly yourself. do you quickly have, have a temperament for me? We only got five minutes left, so that's why I oh, said quickly. Five minutes. Okay. Um, well, which which of those four selections you said like? Uh, well, I, I'm a chocolate person. Uh, my breakfast is uh, is six to eight ounces of 
either one or 2% milk with a banana, usually a medium banana, a little bit of agave syrup, and maybe a drop of you bet chocolate syrup in an ice cube. And that's my breakfast. I've been doing that for years. I don't know if it's good for me. I'm a milk person. And I, I like salads temporarily. Occasionally I'll go through a salad binge and then there's three heads of romaine sitting in the fridge in the garage, the extra fridge. And I, they've been there for three weeks and I haven't opened the tomatoes are going bad. I'm just not in the mood. I'm eating a lot of salmon these days and I bake and I love, I love sweets. I just love sweets and all yeah, okay. chocolate, I- chocolate chips are my friend, even though they're in the freezer and I'll wait till they warm up regular semi-sweet chocolate chips. I'll just eat them like candy cool. a couple at a time. Yeah, that, that's good. I, th- I think I would put you in the the, um, the phlegmatic, the pituitary type, where you master something. You're extremely good at what you do. You're communicating, leading, uh, sharing, the mastery of business. You, you'll stick with something until you can master it. Mm-hmm. Uh, most mm-hmm. phlegmatics are... Um, they have rounded faces and very youthful. Again, that childlike oh. aspect that, that it's very hard to tell the age of a phlegmatic person. Thank goodness. Um, and usually they're um, they're small. And when they put on weight, it's sort of all over the body. Like um, the, yep. the, the uh, melancholic type, it's usually in the, the arms and the, the uh, thighs. Uh, in my type, it's the butt. Nothing above the waist, only the butt. And um, but the the phlegmatic, it's sort of all <laughs> over the body, again in that kind of childlike mode because of the pituitary. So the best thing for them is you know not to have too much milk and have some protein in the morning. And milk will give that, give that. But oh, and I have eggs for lunch almost every day. A friend comes, a, a dear friend who's allowed in my house during COVID, and he makes uh, scrambled eggs with a little bit of cheese on top. From sometimes he folds a piece of ham in, or we cheat and have bacon. What can I tell you, ladies? We're almost out of time. I have a quick pop quiz for you, Colonel Deb Lewis. If you had to leave the house in the next. 20 minutes and you had a box 12 by 12 by 12 and it didn't have a lid on it. So you can put anything in you want. We know you'll take your keys. We know you'll take your, your ID. We know you'll take your cell phone. What would be in that box? One, two or three items that would tell us a little bit more about you. You got to go fast. We've got two minutes my, left. My husband, <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my, like the cat I'd have to take. We, I, a big box. Uh, um, yeah. And I have a, I have a Tang Dynasty horse my parents gave me. It's very large. I probably a couple paintings, definitely pictures, because I think that's. We, we will rent you a van. Thank you, Deb. Randy, what would you put in the box? 12 inches. It was 12 inches, not 12 feet. 12 inches oh, 12 square. Feet. That's okay. It's okay. I love what you said anyway. Randy, what would you take? Well, we have a digital frame that we we have about three years of uh, my parents who are gone now and um, our grandchildren. I would definitely throw that in. And then I would grab as many photo albums of our family as I could. Very nice. Very nice. Ladies, it has been a delight. I've learned so much from each of you, from both of you. I love the chemistry. I love their interaction. I hope you both have. I'm telling everybody to have a happy, healthy, safe, and sane holiday. That's all I'm going to say. And I think you can interpret that any way you want. I'm mostly missing not being able to play my drums at open mic nights in the taverns here in Durham. And the the younger people are still playing with no masks. They've been doing it twice a week for months. And I'm jealous as heck, but I, I can't expose my health that way. So not going to happen for a while, but I miss it so much. Randy Rolfe, 
pleasure to meet you again. What a nice surprise. Colonel Deb Lewis, proud to know you. Very impressed by you. Please give your husband, both of you give your husbands my best and happy holidays. And everybody wave. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. holidays. Bye-bye. Stay creative. Stay healthy. Red and Davidson. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week. Listen to some.